Hey kids, you're about to listen to a comedy podcast. That means that none of this is medical advice. If you need medical advice or medical care, please contact your doctor. Welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast featuring Dr. London Smith. The most fantastically delicious podcast you may ever get the chance to experience. Introducing your host, Dr. London Smith. Hello. And welcome to the Jock Doc Podcast, where we discuss fitness and health, and how to incorporate our modern understanding of science and medicine into our daily lives, but without it being so boring. I'm your host, Dr. Lennon Smith.com. I'd like to begin by apologizing to our listeners. We received some feedback about the excessive amount of technical medical terms that I've been using, such as decubitus and singing telegram. So I'll try to temper my terminology to a simpler one in the future. Here to help with that is our producer, Cameron. Dr. London, I have one heck of an announcement this week. I'm very, very excited to talk about it. We have been at this now for over 200 episodes. Okay, yes. But it, it, I, f- I feel like we have our own personality and our own spin on what a podcast is and all that. But at the end of the day, it, we're the same as every other podcast. Two men talking about cancel culture and like watching TikToks. Yes. And they're way too old to have TikTok downloaded. And that's us. That's what our show is. We are going to be changing the Jock Doc experience a little bit. Instead of guys talking into a microphone and you download it to your phone, beep boop, I'm a robot, I download this to my phone and listen to it. The Jock Talk podcast is going to be a Funtime Family pizzeria chain with animatronic uh, you know, animals that are talking and singing. And so you'll see, you're, for old heads, I hear the old heads out there saying, well, I don't want change, I hate change. You will still be getting the exact same Jock Doc podcast experience, just instead of downloading it on your phone, you go to this place at your lunchtime, on your lunch break, you buy some pizza, you, and then the animatronic animals open their mouths and the podcast comes out. But it's the exact same show. Yeah. Well, and like, I, I don't think you remember to mention, because this was sort of my end of the project, the token situation. There are games. Oh, oh, of course. There's games. There's like a little, it's not go-karts because you can't control it, but it's a little car thing you can kind of ride in. Yeah. And then, yeah. Well, uh, and it all the noises and it goes up and down a little bit and a little bit back and forth. Not like enough to scare you too much, but uh Sorry, I, I have been pretty obsessed with that that game. Well, Doctor London, that's not that's not your only contribution. You, you know, we're selling pizza. It is London's famous pizza. It it's not it's not the traditional pizza you're used to. You know what I mean? Again, we're shaking things up. Do you want to describe? I mean, yeah. So I went in the kitchen, and so they they say that you know there's a certain way to do it. Like, oh, you have to do it just like they do in Italy. And I I I'll say a lot of the best innovations in in a culinary work has happened on accident. So I accidentally made foot-tossed pizza. And yes. yeah, it's it was tough to do. Just imagine having that pizza, this delicious treat. Mm. Wow. Instead of, I, I hate even saying this, but instead of Chuck E. Cheese, who are now our enemies, the, these animatronic things aren't like, Oh, we're singing songs. Oh, I love my family. No, it's me and Dr. London talking about medicine and interviewing a guest. Yeah. And talking about cancel culture. Yeah. Which. And so if you, you know, we'll still be releasing new episodes. You can still get them. It's just, again, on your lunch break, go 
Try to time it right so you can get the whole episode in on your lunch break. Pick up some uh, pizza, some foot toss pizza, and have a, just have a great time listening to a podcast. Wow, I'm so excited for this next adventure we're going on. Both with you, the listeners, and with my co-host here, Dr. London. He's my co-host now. This is my show. Yeah, which th- that was part of the... W- when I took over the cooking, Cameron said, well, if you get to do this then you can't handle also the responsibilities of hosting anymore. Find me a chef who can manage being a chef and also a podcast host. Find me one. Yeah, who? I know. Who? So, so Cameron is taking a heavier hand in writing the medical lessons as well. So we're going to, we'll see, we'll see how that goes, you know? All right. Uh, well, Cameron, uh, we are actually sponsored today by Caldera Lab. So May is here and we're pretty excited to have our summer skin ready. Sure. Better equipped to handle the heat, direct sunlight. Mm -hmm. I understand. Yeah. Backed by a leading clinical trial where nine out of 10 men experience healthier and visibly improved skin. Caldera lab uh, has tools to help keep your skin nice and ready for the heating up weather. We have this exclusive code for our listeners. It's jockdoc at calderalab.com for 20% off their best products. And if I'm understanding correctly, you are saying you're talking about being in the summer and having better skin and being more confident. You are saying I am going to be so handsome that the ice cream man will give me a free ice so- cream. We don't con- contractually we we can't say specifically on this. I can only kind of say between the lines here. Like I've seen how you look at each other. Yeah, the vibes the vibes he he's giving me are so close to giving me a free ice cream. I just think maybe just a tiny little push will push it over the edge. Just a little better skin. I mean, just brighter, more vibrant skin. Well, have you tried like hesitating at paying? Like, whatever he says, uh, that'll be, whatever, $40, however much ice cream costs. Yeah, he'll be like, hey, uh, yeah, like, uh, it's like $125. And sometimes I will, you know, hands in pockets. I kick the dirt and I go, oh, shucks. He just sits there. Sometimes he's even on his phone. Have you seen these things? Yeah, but are, they, so are these the vibes that you read as about to give you free ice cream? Yes, the vibes are extremely cold, which to me is ice cream. I'll, I'll say for myself, I have noticed that the improvement from using the product myself. Uh, I haven't tried it on ice cream mers yet. Like that's kind of the next. I feel like after a few more months of using the product, then I'll be there. But I, for me, um, I don't have the confidence yet. I have the new skin, but I don't have the confidence that comes with it yet. Right. Uh, I'm still yeah. acclimating to this better face. Um, anyway, but, but Caldera Lab creates high-performance men's skincare by combining pharmaceutical-grade science along with nature's purest and most potent ingredients. Um, it helps you to take control of your skin as you age with uh, Caldera Lab. So the Regimen Bundle, um, that leads their lineup. It's a twice-a-day routine to transform your skin. Inside the bundle, you'll find the clean slate, the base layer, and the good. So the clean slate is where you start your day. It's a balancing cleanser, and it uses gentle plant-based cleansing. So uh, it leaves all skin types refreshed. It's not harsh or anything. I use it all the time. Uh, the base layer is a nutrient-dense, fortifying moisturizer that hydrates your skin and absorbs fast. So it leaves you with a matte finish 
You start your day confidently. The good is your go-to at night before bed. It's a, a, a serum, a multifunctional serum that helps your skin look tighter and smoother, as well as to help reduce uh, visibility of wrinkles and fine lines. In every drop of the serum, there's 3.4 million antioxidant units. And I think that's the issue. Just sorry to interrupt the ad, but just like the wrinkles. You it's think the wrinkles. more of them or less? Yeah, I don't know. I definitely know I have the wrong amount. I just see him look at my face, and then you can see his eyes start to look at my wrinkles one by one. And I think it's just either too many or not enough to give me a free okay, tone. Do you, do you think this could be from that pausing you were doing? Where you just kind of kicked around and maybe just stared at him for a few minutes when, when he's expecting you to pay? Ye, I mean, yeah. Okay, because it... It could be the vibes you are giving. You're off. saying I can't, I can't multitask. I can't do my little shtick and also analyze what he's looking. I'm at. saying what he's doing while he's looking at you. That you might be forcing him to look at something, and ultimately all he can find is wrinkles. But that is a reason to use these the Caldera Lab products. Let's see. Uh, also, if you want to take your skin to the next level with Caldera Lab, you can use the Icon. It's a rejuvenating eye serum that's here to address the three most common skin concerns around the eye, which is fine lines, dark circles, and puffiness. Um, and they're also committed to transparency, uh, sustainability, and excellence. So Caldera Lab, uh, they're a certified B corporation, as well as a member of the 1% for the planet. Uh, and so they're just, they seem pretty above board. Uh, get 20% off with our code JOCKDOC at calderalab.com. That's 20% off at calderalab.com by using code JOCKDOC. Take your skin to the next level this summer with Caldera Lab and possibly, hopefully, with your ice cream man. Anyway, uh, that, that was our producer, Cameron. Also with us is Digital you know the House. And later, Cameron tells that we can expect a very, very special guest. That's right, Dr. London. All right, so do look forward to that. But before we move on, I would like to address a bit of listener feedback. For a long time, our listener demographic was primarily composed of people who are Michael McDonald. Uh, however, in our efforts to cater to them, we found that we were neglecting the many bot accounts that download our podcast. So Cameron, could you ask the weed eater for the listener feedback? Uh, yeah, let me just type that in. Dear host of the Jock Talk podcast, what's the deal with humans and their obsession with bodily functions? I mean, you people are always talking about farting, pooping, and peeing. It's like, can't you just live your lives without constantly thinking about your gross bodies? Sincerely, a grossed-out robot. Okay. So th this one, we get this a lot. Okay, I, I want to say first, this robot is speaking from a place of privilege, okay? Robots don't have all the same and we've technology is advancing enough that hopefully someday they they will also deal with uh you know ibs but they don't yet so the rest of us and everyone does this everyone has violent bouts of just uncontrollable 
uh, having to go pee pee sometimes. And if me and Dr. London have to run to the restroom in the middle of a podcast and it's just sort of dead air for 15 minutes, that's that. Sorry, that's what being a human is. Anyway, uh, to that listener, thank you for listening. So now for today's medical topic, tonic clonic or grand mal seizure. Uh, and to clarify there, I've made this mistake before. Before med school, I heard the term grand mal seizure and I thought they were saying grandma seizure. Okay, this is mal like malpractice, M-A-L. So grand grandma mal seizure, seizure, of course, is like the sort of old folk legend where the, an old kind of crone visits you at your home and gives you a seizure. And that's not true. It's not real. It is an old wives' tale. Well, I, I don't know that it's like, I haven't seen evidence to disprove it. Just keep, keep going with my medical okay. lesson. Keep going. Uh, okay, so a seizure is a burst of uncontrolled electrical activity between brain cells. And a tonic-clonic seizure, specifically, which is also grand mal seizure, uh, it's a generalized seizure with a tonic portion involving varying phases of muscular rigidity, followed by the clonic portion, which is uh, jerking of the muscles of the body for several minutes. After a tonic-clonic seizure, patients will have what is known as a post-ictal state, which is a 5-30 to minute period in which patients will typically experience some degree of confusion. They'll they'll feel really out of it. And, uh, And let's go ahead and clarify. Sometimes you will make some sort of jerking motion and then afterwards be really tired and you're just like laying flat on the ground. That does not mean you are in trouble. Oh, yeah, I get. So just just be aware. Know, know the difference between one and the other. There are many causes of tonic-clonic seizures, including significant electrolyte imbalances, drugs, drug withdrawals, central nervous system infections or abnormalities, and just a wide range of other instigators. Uh, yeah. Like the old the crone lady who visits you at night. For, for, I mean, I once again, I don't know how to how to disprove that that's a thing. So like, I really can't rule it out. Yeah. Uh, if a given cause of the seizure cannot be found, these seizures of the unclear etiology are called epilepsy. And I guess for those who don't believe in the the old crone ladies uh, giving it, they might call it epilepsy. If they see that happen, they wouldn't connect it to. Um, anyway, but as soon as the cause of the seizure is found, it's no longer long, no longer considered epilepsy. To treat a tonic-clonic seizure, you try to find the cause by testing for those abnormalities and then treating them. Uh, anti-epileptic drugs are not needed after a single seizure, you know, if you have just one, unless they have an abnormal EEG or a lesion on CT scan or uh, a family med- a family history of seizures or an uncorrectable cause of seizures, such as stroke, tumor, anatomical brain defect, or if they present with status epilepticus, which is when the seizure lasts longer than five minutes. So uh, I would say if you are positive that you have been visited by grandma's seizure, you should get, you should get help, even if it's just the first time. So um, in, in pregnancy, the best anti-epileptic drugs are levetiracetam and lamotrigine. Uh, levetiracetam is uh, Kepra is the, the common brand name. Um, for epilepsy, the best treatment is not clear. Levodrestem, phenytoin, valproic acid, and carbamazepine all have nearly equal efficacy, with levodrestem having the fewest side effects. As far as the duration of treatment, the standard of care is to wait until the patient has been seizure-free for two years. So. Well, hello there. My name is Dr. Lennonsmith.com. This is our producer, Cameron. Um, we, sorry, for our listeners, we have a guest, and we're pretty excited about it. Uh, could you introduce yourself? For us. Hey there, I'm Andrew Steiner. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So yes, 
this is this is what I expected. This is kind of the attitude I've been watching the sort of the the editing footage um, so far. Let, let me spell it out for the audience a little bit. Um, so our guest today is someone who's been accused of a lot of things, and you know we have the streaming service. We're kind of excited to bring the, a docu series to the streaming service, and it's about our guest. And we just want to kind of clear the air. You know what? Tell us your story, if in your own words, if you could. Well. I wasn't a very smart child, and it wasn't easy. Not a lot of people have a lot of compassion for the very dumb. Well, right. You know, dummies are always messing things up, and, you know, they're too hey, stupid to reel them I'm up. talking here. Yeah, no, sure, 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 sure. In about fourth grade, I realized that I didn't have the the brains that a lot of the other kids did, and I saw this... Uh, thing on vikings and how they would eat the hearts of other warriors to get their strength and i had an actual smart smarty pants moment right then that i was going to eat the smart kids and sorry and just to just to clarify for the terminology for the listener because you're, you're speaking some advanced terms uh, a smarty pants moment uh, that's we call that an idea that's that's also known as an idea but go on go on are you contrasending me I don't think I'm not a clown. No, Do you think no, not calling you a clown. No need to get so defensive, Andrew. Which you, I know you have a reputation on that that front of having a bit of a temper, but that's why we have you here to clear that up. Yeah. So you look. You had this idea to maybe start or, eating or, or smarty pants moment. Smarty pants moment. Uh, yeah. to, 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 to eat stuff. To eat stuff that will make you smarter, and that stuff might belong to another person. All right, it might belong to the universe because we don't really own our own mind, yeah. do we? Well, and we're all star stuff so, anyway, right? And is it illegal to eat a star? Exactly. That's what I was thinking. Exactly. You stole my thought, and I I didn't get around to eating other people until I was a bit older, because uh, the teachers would always catch me when I was about to start. So, so you're doing like in class? I would start to, you know, I got out my cutlery, I got out my ketchup, but, but I didn't get much farther than that usually. Right. They're like, what, why are you taking that stuff out? That isn't lunchtime yet. Yeah. And I realized that people were not going to accept me for who I am. So I would have to hide it to, to do what was right for me and thus right for the universe. So. The first time I ate somebody was uh, when I was visiting a college that I uh, did not get accepted to, and I went to the, the physics department, and there was a guy named Furbius Q. Finster, and he was all alone doing mathematical aquariums on the, on the board, and I, uh, I cornered him. I threw him into the janitor's closet, and... I took a bite, and I felt better immediately. And I want to clear something up. Okay. I, it seems like now's a good time for that. Yeah. I, do, I did not naturally like the taste of human flesh. Okay? It, it took me about 14 times to enjoy the taste of human being. Oh, sure. It's like, a, it's like and, coffee or, or you know, just getting into anything new. Yeah. It's a it's a refined taste. Well, and it sounds like this was because what people don't realize about 
the human body is uh, we are in the animal kingdom. And so usually I, I would think you would want to, if you were going to, and I, I don't recommend this generally, but if you were going to eat a, any of a person, I would assume you'd want to cook it. That took me a few years to figure out. But by then I, I was already into it. You know, I was into raw people. And at first it was just the tongue, you know, after someone had eaten something delicious like chocolate or pizza. And then I would eat the tongue first because it tasted like the thing they ate. So that's how I started to get into it. I mean, that makes sense. Well, how are, Dr. London, how would you absorb that person's intelligence then? Sure. Okay. Well, yeah, you could go. So, so you took a bite out of this physics professor. And if I may ask, did, you just out of the arm, the leg, the head, you just took a bite and ran off. It was, it was the, the calf okay. muscle, very stringy, very gamey, uh, which is funny. Cause he, he didn't play a lot of mm. games or sports probably. Okay. It, you know. And so, and so you, you thought that that's where he kept his smarts is the calf. No, I ate the rest of him, you know, slowly, slowly. I ate the brain, of course. I think I started with the calf because I never ate a brain before, and it was kind of scary to me. Uh, I should say, in the docu-series, at least the, the version I've seen so far, you, um, it shows how painstaking a process it was because you did corner this guy, and then you took a bite out of his calf, and then he saw it, and you're on the ground below it, like, at a strategically bad spot if you want to fight someone uh and then he kicks you off and it's a lot of you like drooling and holding on to him uh that's at least in the recreation that i saw i don't know how accurate it was it was not very accurate okay i i didn't bite him until i knocked him unconscious i'm not that dumb okay i'm not that dumb they just want to make me look stupid and by the way do you know what name they wound up going they didn't even tell me what name they i didn't watch this thing yet uh what did they call call the show i i think that it's that they they call it something that seems really to throw everything off that they called the interdimensional being um which, which to me like avoids the whole what i see is kind of a big deal the, the see, that the cannibalism stuff that makes me angry cuz i told them that in confidence that kind of puts puts a little bit of a, a spriggin in my in my works wait wait know? wait hold on i so i have not watched any of the docuseries i refuse to watch anything that's a docu even documentary adjacent because i feel like real life is already so f***ed up you're an interdimensional being are you human oh i'm human of course i'm human just as human as you as you are and he and you are uh, yeah of course i'm human i just uh you know i ran out of people and I was smart enough to save the guy who was working on inter interdimensional travel for last to eat. I ate all. I ran out of Nobel physicists, but I purposely saved this guy for last, so last so he would finish his his technology. And then I ate him, and then I used his tech to transfer over to this universe where you got more smart people. So I I don't really know how how the science behind all this works, but if if you had eaten him before he invented that, wouldn't you have absorbed his knowledge and then been able to do it yourself, or does, does it not work like that? It's not as one to one, you know. I say this is what I tell people at dinner parties: is I say, you know, I get about a sixteenth of an IQ point per every smart person I eat. Oh, that's oh, that's 
That's tough. You know, people talk about how, um, you know, working out and everything is 70% diet. It sounds like you have to work so hard and eat so much to make any progress in this. I've eaten over 700 s- smart peoples. So that's about 43 IQ points so far ish. Yeah, I'm smart. Okay. Uh, na- now we know. What is, what is the end goal here? Just to be the smartest person ever? Like, what are you going to do with all this intelligence? I just want to go on Jeopardy and uh, win. Oh, wow. That's the dream, huh? Yeah. And, well, I, I figure, like, this is also free meals, right? Like, a lot free of free food. Meals. Yeah. Yeah, that is nice. That is, a, that is a bonus to this lifestyle. Yeah. Know? And I got a lot of followers on Instagram, so that's good. So, so with a docu-series, and I, did they pay you for it? I guess is one of the questions coming from me. You now. know, they said they would cover any legal fees I might happen to incur here, and that tends to amount to a lot of money. Okay. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So, I, so I, I saw the contract a little bit, and I, I know you've already signed it. It's all kind of in motion, but um, it is what they, legal fees was in quotes, and a lot of like, the legalese was about, you know, they pick the lawyers and it's, it's mostly pro bono stuff. Just, just a heads up for you there. All right. Well, and since the cat's out of the bag, you know, and now that you guys know I'm interdimensional and everything and yeah, the real Andrew Steiner, well, the Andrew Steiner from this dimension anyway. Oh yeah. He's no longer with us, but I will be going to his tour dates, and so you can uh, find me there, and uh, I'll take a bike bite out of you if you'd like. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. No, I wouldn't personally. Um, once again. Wait. Why? Why did you eat the Andrew over here? Was he? I mean, no offense, but was he sort of naturally smarter than you were in your world? You know, he wasn't that smart. I didn't really. I I was a little hungry. I was more a little hungry. I just wanted to get rid of him to avoid any complications. But apparently, the documentary let it leak that I'm interdimensional. So I uh, I didn't count on that. I was just gonna take over his identity. I mean, it sounds like you have. You're going on tour as him, and yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, yeah. It sounds like it's maybe just kind of doing you a lot of favors, like, apart from like. Because you already got the the worst thing, which is caught, and with your alleged you know criminal activity, it seems like that you did on your own, and then you stole an identity. So right, and the thing is, is I'm selling way better than Andrew of this world ever was because you know my Instagram's popping, people know me from the dock. So these tickets are flying off the shelf. Better get them before you we run out. You know. How do you feel people like you, we'll call them cannibals, I don't know if that's an offensive term or whatever. Can, no, no. We people don't call eaters. Us that. We call us diners of the divine. Okay, divine diners. Um, well, he just said diners the, of the divine. Like, diners of the, di- the, he said the divine. How do, how do you feel how it's often depicted in movies and TV shows and stuff? You know, you'll watch American Horror Story and they're like, these monsters, oh, that eat people. Or, you know, and mm-hmm. and uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, Cannonball Lecter, uh, zombie movies, the, the Walking, the Walking Dead. Um, yeah, yeah. All those. Yeah. Like, how do you feel? How do you feel about how it's depicted in Hollywood? You know, 
it doesn't usually bother me. I mean, Hannibal, Hannibal Lecter, he obviously got smarter from meeting people. He was very smart. That is a very interesting point. I need to rewatch that. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, we have to get to chores. Oh, chores. Chores? Yeah, let me explain what Dr. London is talking about. Dr. London and I have been neglecting everything on our to-do list for a very long time now, and so we invented this chore wheel that we put all of our tasks on it, and every week we spin it, and whatever it lands on that is what we have to do. And Andrew, as our guest, or uh, Andrew too, other Andrew, because I feel disrespectful calling you just Andrew when there, there An- wasn't. Andrew Prime, Andrew Prime. Okay, okay. Andrew Prime. I learned that from math. Andrew Prime, can you uh, spin that big old wheel that's behind you? Yeah. Oh, of course we have to do this one. Not this one. Okay. We have to invent new pizzas for the pizzeria chain store that we're converting the podcast into. As you heard early in the episode, Dr. London's Pizza, which is a pizza, and it's stomped and scooped salami. But we got to have variety. That can't be the only pizza we're offering. Are you open to human flesh? Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves, okay? Uh... But ultimately, we, you know, we're, we are just open, <laughs> I guess is the way to I, say it. I, I'm not against it. I think I need to try it first. Exactly. And even if they don't want to eat the people pizza, you know, they might come there just to see who does. Yeah. And you could have their face, whoever person is on the pizza. You could have their skin, skin mask on the wall. And people will just come to see that, you know, and they'll be, get hungry looking at it. And then they'll order some other pizza. All right. Well, I think we completed this chore. <laughs> Uh, well, I think that's that's about it. Um, so I guess, um, Andrew, uh, is there anywhere uh, for for people? To, you said something about going on tour as this dimension's version of you. Uh, I see you're pointing, and for the listeners, uh, just to let you know, he's pointing at something very specifically, and it's words uh, forming a URL. It looks like so. Um, Andrew Steiner dot net, and I've caught it in a bunch of scientists in the net before I eaten them. So that's intentional. Okay. That makes sense. So Andrew Steiner dot net. Um, be sure to check that out. And then, uh, do you have any, well, what are your social media handles? So people can, I know they might get banned, but, uh, just, you know, search Andrew Steiner. You'll find me on YouTube and Instagram and that's the main ones. All right. Well, um, well, thank you so much, Andrew, for being on this, this Andrew prime for being on. Uh, thank you to our producer, Cameron. Thank you to John Hose. I'm not that though. I'm not a clown. They just want to make me look stupid. Oh, I'm human. Of course I'm human. Just as human as you as you are and he and you are.
just wanna make me look stupid.